Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's find out about some of these youngsters that are coming through to a man who is the AFL talent ambassador. Kevin Shifter Sheehan is a good footballer too, Roach. Hello, Kev. Uh, Kev and Roach, yeah, thanks for having me on. No. And congratulations on your latest honour from headquarters at AFL House too. Oh, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Actually, the, it was um, Bill McLaughlin's last day of the office, actually. He rung me about four o'clock. Oh, and, and you thought, what have I done wrong? Function and it wasn't there, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking, why is he giving me a yeah. ring at, uh, <laughs> at four o'clock on his last day? But it was just he's about to announce the staff. And, and of course, I was, I was running around that day with four Irishmen, of all things. Where <laughs> we had some triathlon for these young men that are out here to, to be in our combine, our testing okay. later that week. And... And uh, we took them out to Essendon, down to Geelong, over to Richmond. So we were really busy that week. And I, I, I couldn't get to the, the break-up, the, the uh, Mad Monday, if you want to call it that, of, uh, yeah, the, just, uh, of the AFL. Yeah. What would you get? A half-million-dollar bonus? What happened? No. I just, uh, I just uh, it was a life membership, life which membership. Uh, was just unexpected and certainly uh, very grateful and, uh, and very humbled by it. Uh, unexpected, but most deserved. Uh, you talked about these young Irish lads. Tell us about James McLaughlin. Oh, yeah, he's a boy from Galway. Gee, uh, they come from far and wide these days. Mm. I think it's fantastic that we have maintained since uh, you remember way back, of course, uh, Jimmy Steins and, and Sean White, two Irishmen that back in the 80s, uh, well, they played even for the state of Victoria. We claimed them all back in those days. Anyone that, had, uh, <laughs> that comes through the state, we claimed as a Victorian. But they were Irishmen that represented the state in state of origin back back in the day. And uh, of course, as a legacy, particularly to Jim, we still, uh, I suppose, have a program over there in Ireland that allows the best uh, these days best four come out and and join our best sixty odd youngsters and uh, are shown off to all the eighteen clubs. But prior to that. They were having triads at clubs that really wanted to have a, a close, up-close look at them. Uh, and James McLaughlin was one of those, this big... So it could be one McLaughlin out and another one in, uh, with uh, <laughs> Gil, of course, uh, ending his reign. Uh, and this youngster strapping, a very impressive young man from... Uh, that really, at 18 years of age, is the best young player in the country. Uh, he's now 21, so a bit more mature, uh, Lovely young man that really presented someone that could potentially play as a as a tall defender, uh, and of course we released a group of those players as we start to focus right in the draft coming up on the twentieth of November. Start to focus on the the groups of players in various positions so that uh, the fans can start to compare a little bit one against the other and which one do you want? And uh, if tall defender is uh, 
told offenders what you're after. And of course, the Crows, they've got uh, three choices in the, the top 20 as it stands right now. They've got uh, a massive uh, uh, draft night well, or two coming up with uh, well, their choices uh, to be decided pretty soon. Well, let's get into that, Kev. Give you a couple of easy questions. Yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide, not so complex with just pick 73. We'll ask you what <laughs> they'll do with that. Well, we'll ask them now. What, what do they do with pick 73? Well, look, to be quite honest, we've, we've, we've actually scanned across 129 players that have been invited in that are the main contenders. It could be someone outside of that. When you choose them late, it'll be just something that, uh, that, uh, that you do fancy. Maybe they'll push up. There's still time to you know, maybe uh, invest in some future picks of next year and try and get back into this draft. So all that can still occur. It's a, it's a moving feast, this draft. There's still trade periods on now where clubs can trade. There's trading on the night. So they might try and uh, you know, use a little bit of uh, the future to actually get back into this draft. So, but picking late, look, you don't know who's going to be there on the board. They'll, they might wait and just see if any of the players that they fancy later are still there. They might use the choice. They could even hold that and uh, get two or three players in over, over summer. You've got what we call now the supplemental period where you can uh, trial a few and, and, uh, and then choose the best of them over that summer period. So there's quite a few options for them. But uh, I'm not going to suggest the one they'll go for at the minute because... Uh, Maybe, maybe that boy will be taken if some of they got their eye on whoever that might be. But uh, yeah, back to the Crows, they're going to really have an interesting choice early. And uh, maybe they'll look at a tall defender. I'm not too sure. Well, they've talked about getting another midfielder. And uh, Justin Reid's mm. been quite open about the possibilities of trying to go up the pecking order a little bit. So they get 10, 14 and 20. Um, how, mm. high could, how high could they get? And uh, if they were after a midfielder, who would so that they wouldn't be able to get Zane Dersma? So, what's the best? How high could they go with picks ten and fourteen and twenty? Oh, gee, do you, do you put two of them together, ten and fourteen together, and try and get to, you know, in the top five? Do you try okay. and pull yeah. a, a choice off someone like North? I've got two choices there. You know, they're going to at the moment. North have got five of the top twenty, so they're well placed to the hold all of those or try and, uh, you know, put two together to get up higher again. You know, there's all sorts of ways in which North can play that hand. Um, look, so, some of the midfielders ready to run. Uh, a kid called McKercher from Tassie is a young star. I'll give you a couple of Tassie boys, actually. And the other is Riley Sanders, a boy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a bit like uh, Jason Horn Francis Sanders, uh, a boy that dominated the under-18 competition. He won what's called the Lark Medal, the best and fairest player. In that championship, he was playing for the Allies, but he's across at Melbourne Grammar, so he'd, uh, he'd been playing for the Sandringham Dragons of the State League over in Victoria. Uh, had a dominant year, so both him and then McCurch mm-hmm. on the left footer with brilliant pace, just breaks the game apart. He looks ready to run. He was actually second in that, uh, in that Lark medal as well, so he's a very, very dominant player. So those two boys out of Tassie, um, yeah, look to look to be you know a top six, top seven chances. Well, just those on, fellas, and uh, just on they that, are Kev, that, the if, midfielder you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. if I can jump in, uh, Cal Toomey's got uh, McKercher at four at the moment, and Riley Sanders at seven. And we've just had a text come through. Yep. This is very timely to ask you a question, yep. boys. Can you ask Kev? Would he steer away from the Tassie boys from here on in, considering the Tasmanian side coming in in 2026? They'll have, they will have mm. plenty of concessions and will want to go back home. Mm. Uh, want to get homegrown talent. That's from Simon. So would you steer away mm. from those boys? Look, I, I'd back my footy club to keep the player. That's uh, mm. generally the way the drafts worked over the years. You, you just 
take it on. Just say, look, if, if it's our turn to take someone, we think he's the best, back ourselves, the culture in our club, uh, that, uh, that that boy will want to stay. Once he gets here, he'll stay. Um, otherwise, I don't think Brisbane would have taken Simon Black all those exactly. years ago at Choice 31 <laughs> out of WA and 300 games later, he's a champion and he's still living up there in Queensland. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you just got to back yourself that uh, you'll keep the player. And of course, Matthew Pavlik, one of your own, is yes, a great example too. You know, They yes. said he'd return home and he never did. A no. great champion of Fremantle. So you just have to back it if you think he's the best player and, uh, and you know, forget about the Tassie team coming in. Uh, back it that he'll be a great player for us and we'll keep him forever. Kevin, at the start of the year, one of our devoted listeners said there is a young man at South Adelaide. He's a basketballer who's taking on football mm. by the name of Taylor Goad. Mm. Keep your mm. eyes on him and watch out what happens mm. when the draft period emerges. Now, we gather mm. that our listener had a very sharp eye and a lot of talent scouts are very, very interested. <laughs> yeah, gee, um, he has got a sharp eye. I had a text actually from a scout telling me about him. Uh, well, he, he would have been playing about an under-18 game for South Adelaide yep. early in the year. He might not have been in their state squad at the time. And just saying, gee, they've got to have a look at this fella. Mm. And, of course, they did include him, and he, he played state footy. That's big Taylor Godin. By the end of the year, he was a premiership player there at South Adelaide's uh, under-18 level. And, was well, we just seen some glimpses of that national level playing for SA. Uh, what an athlete he is. That stands out. He... He came across here to that combine we talked of, and he's in the top seven or eight for speed over 20 metres. He's yeah. 206, 207 centimetres. He's a massive boy, but he's got to be long-term. So if you invest mm-hmm. in him, you look and you know, give him the two or three years needed to, to really get up to, the, I suppose, the, the weights you need to compete against the big bodies in the AFL. He's got the height. He's got the athleticism. Mm-hmm. He's still learning the ruck craft, but there's some really promising signs, and mm-hmm. I think he's one yeah. of... Yeah, four or five ruckmen will end up on a list uh, somewhere through the draft uh, on okay. the 20th of November. Yeah, Cal Termi doesn't have him in the top 30. Like you said, he's a long-term investment. Uh, tell us about some of the Stra- South Australians that have really caught your eye and that could go early. Well, I think we start off with a kid called Will McCabe. Um, Hawthorne. Uh, of course, uh, Luke. Yeah, Luke um, played at Hawthorne. Uh, uh, a boy t- drafted out of SA, of course, uh, and was a terrific player for them. Uh, well, his his uh, young fellow Will is a he's developed into a key position player. One ninety seven. Gee, you, you're talking six foot five and a half, six foot six. Yeah. There, uh, he can stand on their shoulders. Love the way he goes about it uh, and the way he's developed. Uh, it was only a year or so ago he played, you know, under sixteen championships as approved under a seventeen year old boy, an overager, which we allow clubs to have states to apply for boys that are just would benefit from the experience of playing in that championship and, a, and a, you know, have got some AFL-type promise. And uh, uh, he played very well in that as a defensive uh, uh, key defender. But he's blossomed this year to become, you know, uh, quite a spectacular player with his marking, intercept marking. He's shown he can go forward as well. He's going to attract a bit, I think, mm-hmm. uh, late on the first night, could be in the late teens or early 20s. Uh, and Hawthorne will have to match that bid should they want him. So uh, he's a boy that, yeah, might well be the first of the South Australians taken. Kevin, are the numbers increasing for draft prospects north of the Murray in New South Wales and Queensland? How are we going in that field? Mm, mm. Well, it's going to be, uh, well, I think there'll be three, could even be four mm. from Queensland taken in this top 20, 25. Wow. Uh, including good. right up the top, 
Yeah, which is fantastic. You'd only dreamt of that really 20 years ago yeah. that uh, the Gold Coast would be producing players in the top 20. Yeah, 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 it'd only be the most optimistic person that would have said that we could get three of them. Uh, and a kid called Jed Walter, he, he should be as well-known as Harley Reid. Harley Reid's the name that everyone's talking about, the likely number one. Well, mm. there's another boy that's got a bit in common with him, and that's Jed Walter. They're both back-to-back All-Australians in the best competition we've got for juniors around Australia, a national championship. So he's a centre-half forward. Um, he, he's like uh, Charlie Curnow in terms of his looks and the way he plays. Super athletic, bounces around. Uh, wonderful contested mark, can take him from any angle. Uh, a goal kicker to boot, so he'll be right up at the top end, and uh, the Gold Coast will have to match the bit of a club that uh, calls his his name out very, very early on draft night. So that yeah, I think it's great for the game, and and it just might be just a, a freakish year. Brisbane don't have anyone in this bracket, by the way, up the road, but the Gold Coast do. So it's uh, it will be a bit cyclical, I suppose. Um, that, that sometimes there's, there's some great ones in one of those spots. You know, Sydney's done well out of the Heenies and the Millses of the world out of their academy, but they don't have anyone up in the top for 20 to 30 this year. So just uh, from year to year, uh, it might vary as to where they come from. But great for the Gold Coast to see those yep. boys emerging from that area. Hey, Woodville West Torrens has been quite a football factory for over a decade now, or even longer, Roach, I would suggest. Uh, we're not hearing a lot at the moment. There's a lad called Patrick Weckert. He has a cricket background. Are you hearing yep. much about yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, he's certainly in the in the boys we tested. Big, robust, big-bodied um, forward, uh, presents really well, aggressive, has a real physical presence about him, that boy. Played in the Nationals uh, uh, for SA. Look, they didn't have a great, I suppose... Um, uh, a group of 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds that played for them this year. They're some of their better boys. Sid Draper was one that was a, an outstanding player in the midfield for them. But there wasn't a great supply for Wicket up forward. Uh, and uh, we didn't see the best of him there. But he certainly got some potential as in the mix amongst with uh, you know all those other boys that we've tested this year. We hear various commentary about every year's draft. Mm. Uh, we've been hearing this year, <laughs> and mm. you you are best to, to give mm. an accurate judgment on this. We're hearing this year doesn't run quite as deep as some of the other years. How do you assess it? Look, I'm, I'm actually doing the exercise now. The only profiles I haven't done of the uh, uh, the ruckman and tall forwards. I'm just about to complete those this week, so I'm right through the virtually 130 of them. There's plenty of boys with great profiles that are still there. If you put them in order then, I'm not actually putting them in order, I'm just putting them in their groups, but there's some well-credentialed players later on um, that, that give you, you know, confidence that some of those boys left successful careers. You know, we think around, look, around 60 will go over the two nights of the draft. Maybe there's a dozen or so rookies. It might be 70-odd that get the chance, so... Maybe half of the boys that we're writing up as chances will get the chance, get the opportunity to get onto an AFL list. So I think there's some gems there a wee bit later. Tim, what did you make of the call to increase a first-round draftee's first contract from two years to three years? Long overdue? Mm. Or I think that's about? terrific. I, yeah, I think it's terrific. You look at a boy that we talked about there earlier in Taylor Goad. He's going to take three years to really yeah, yeah. Uh, to develop his body and... Uh, get into that, uh, you know, and he needs some security. So if he's taken early and, and gets a three-year three year opportunity, rather than being turned over in a couple, some of these boys, uh, you, you'd rather have that security knowing that uh, you've got a career that will be uh, have a solid foundation and you don't have to panic in the first little bit to 
uh, to really make your mark. Okay. Shifter, always great to chat to you. It's going to be a busy period. It's an exciting time for these youngsters, and unfortunately it's heartbreaking for many of them as well. But uh, what yeah. we've learned over the years, they do get second and third opportunities now in the AFL. They do, they do. So good luck to all the boys, and uh, let's hope that... Uh, well, the Adelaide Crows, in your case, can stock up early and that uh, they can find a hidden gem port down the back. Yes, let's hope so. Good on you, Shifter. Mm. Yes, Rich wants that. Good on you, Kev. Appreciate your time All today. All the best, guys.